Hello, friends. We are Becky and Carrie Holton, and this is the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we believe every church and ministry leader deserves the support and help he or she needs to become more informed, more confident, and more effective, all, of course, for the health and growth of the church and the glory of God. Amen to that. Yes, we hope these podcasts, and in fact, all of the resources we provide, really do contribute to the health and growth of the church by supporting her leaders. Absolutely. And we are in a series about what we can do to reach new people. And we want to continue that series today with part five. Just like about every church leader we know, we too are concerned about the church and that the church seems to be failing to reach new people. Uh, failing to reach people who don't yet know the Lord. So in recent podcasts, we've offered some suggestions on how we might do a better job of obeying the Great Commission. That's right. And in this episode, we want to cover some ground that may be new to a lot of us. Most of us know the importance of loving one another and pursuing Christian unity as a way to signal to unbelievers that we are, in fact, followers of Jesus and that God did, in fact, send Jesus his son We know the importance of renewing our sense of mission by revisiting key passages in the New Testament that speak of our mission. We know the importance of prayer, of identifying and loving our mission field, and last week, We know the importance of making friends with unbelievers. Right. And most of what we have said in the last four episodes, well, really, it's just common sense. And it's just what we find in the New Testament. You know, it's love, unity, prayer, remembering our mission as Christians, and so on. But today we want to discuss the significance of using digital ministry strategies to to reach new people. Oh, that sounds interesting. I hope our listeners are also interested in this mm-hmm. subject. We today we want to talk about using recently acquired tools for spreading the gospel. Tools that undoubtedly the apostles Paul and Peter and John would have surely used had those tools been available in their time. Well, Jesus wrote a text, the text. Oh my. Okay. It's terrible. It was terrible, but back on topic, one of those new tools is the cell phone. I mean, seriously, do you know anyone that doesn't have a cell phone, even a smartphone? There's a lot of us that aren't too smart that have a smartphone, hoping for help. That would be me. Um, Many of us have a mini computer that fits in the palm of our hand. The other day I saw a child riding their bike down the street talking on a cell phone. Mm. That's something you don't normally see. Smartphones are absolutely Everywhere. everywhere. Everywhere, yes. And how many times a day do people pull out their phone and open it up and see what it has to say on multiple platforms. I know, I know. And, you know, just think of how churches can use just the cell phone. I I know of churches that they send out daily devotionals Mm. that their people can bring up on their cell phones. And prayer prompts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those are just a couple of ways that churches can use the cell phone. And and today we want to talk about other ways in this episode. Right. Right. Let's talk about how churches can extend their reach digitally. I think this will be an interesting conversation. And as we have said, everyone has a smartphone, meaning everyone we are trying to reach is actively engaged in digital spaces already. We need to be present in those digital spaces because, well, that's where everybody is. That's where they live. We might see it as sort of the water cooler of our age. 
you know, people oh, used like to gather. Yeah. yeah, they used to gather around the water cooler in the office today. Or the coffee pot. Yes. Yeah. Today they pick up their smartphone and the community is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about uh, social media, for example. Social media. Pew Research found that in 2008, 10% of Americans had a social media account. Now, we're talking about accounts that would be on platforms like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and the like. Now, now the percentage of Americans who have a social media account is 79%. Wow. I've also read that 88% 88 of 18 to 29-year-olds have a social media account of some kind. 78% of 30 to 49-year-olds have one, too. Mm -hmm. Did you know that 74% of the people in this country use Facebook every single day? Shut up. Shut the front door. And 72% use YouTube. 63% use Instagram. Every day, and we're just talking about a few of Every the platforms. Day. We haven't even talked about Twitter and some of the other ones. Exactly. So, almost everyone that we are trying to reach, or or at least everyone we should be trying to reach, mm-hmm. is engaged on digital and social platforms every day. So, how might we use social media and those digital spaces to reach new people? And listeners, the first suggestion we would like to offer is for you to envision your congregation to see themselves as digital missionaries. We're talking about everyone in your congregation to see themselves as a digital missionary. I really like where we're going with this because I believe that in most churches, we have shifted responsibility for the Great Commission to the professionals. Yes. We have shifted responsibility for reaching the lost to the pros. I don't know that we intended to do that, but over time, I think that's what we've done. We've, we've given that job to those we pay, the pulpit minister, the youth minister, the outreach minister, etc. I, I agree with you. I think we need to see that every follower of Jesus sees himself or herself as a missionary. Yes, and, and here's something every follower of Jesus can do in this digital age. Every one of us can see ourselves as a digital mem- a missionary. doesn't matter how old you are, if you can't travel anymore, um, if you don't have much money, everyone has a personal mission field to reach. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. How many friends do you have in your Facebook or Instagram account? I know you have a Facebook account. How Three. many friends would... How Three. Many? <laughs> you have more than that, I know. It's you and... Our three kids. Okay, that's four. <laughs> four. Well, I think what we're saying is if we can encourage Christians to see their friends in their Facebook account as their personal mission field, oh, that would be wonderful. Yes, we all need to see our digital spaces as a place where we can be a missionary. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to encourage leaders to help every believer in their churches to understand that that they are the church, Mm -hmm. they are the missionaries, they are the ones to carry the message to the mission field, and that every one of us should be about disciple-making, and maybe the first place we can go is to message those people. Social media. On social media. Mm -hmm. I know you know the story of the loaves and the fishes in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. the time when Jesus fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves and a few fish, and 
I think when we read that story, I know when I read that story, I often I often think of that story and see myself as one of the 5,000 who gets fed. But why not see ourselves as one of the 12 hmm. who feeds the people rather than one of the crowd? That is, we are to go out and share what Jesus has given us. We are to go out and feed the crowds in our digital spaces. I like that perspective. So that's our first suggestion, listeners, is encourage everyone in your church to see themselves as digital missionaries, missionaries to the friends in their social media accounts that don't know Jesus Good. yet. And here's our second suggestion. Equip your congregation with relevant content that is shareable. Hmm. Yeah, that is prepare digital content that the members of the church can share in their digital spaces, on their social media accounts. So consider this. Church leaders, what content can you create in the next three months that would be relevant and easily shareable by your congregation? This would be content that you could place on your church's website, yes. But more than this, think about content that you could encourage members to share on their Facebook or YouTube accounts. Well, I want to go back to the term you used, relevant content. Um, You've talked about sharing that. Why don't you expound a little bit more on what you mean by relevant content? Yeah, well, I'm talking about content that's practical, that's helpful, that's timely. So we might ask questions like this. What issues are people dealing with right now? What, what questions are they asking? What, mm-hmm. what problems are they facing? What encouragement or resources could we create that our people would just love to share with others? In, in other words, it's content that meets people where they're at. So this content would simply be seen as exposure to pieces of your church. Exposure pieces to the church, yes. Just parts, right, parts right. of the church. This would be content that lets your friends know that the church the church is there. <laughs> it's out there that the church wants to help others. Yeah, it's just content that exposes the church to the outside world and enables us to make a connection with those in the outside mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, consider some of the resources like this. Maybe a resource on how to pray. Don't you know there are unbelievers out there who want to pray but really don't know how? Well, even the disciples asked Jesus one time, teach us to pray. Maybe maybe you could produce a piece on three things you can do to combat anxiety and worry. I mean, Jesus talked a lot about that, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, there are great words in the New Testament from Jesus himself that are very practical, that are very relevant, and that can help others. We, we do this with a lot of other topics. You know, anybody know a good plumber? Or what do you do when you have a tree dying? Or, you know, and people will provide pieces that connect to some other digital site that will connect with the particular issue they're dealing mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think another thing that, that you could do uh, would be to provide a short clip, uh, maybe an audio or video clip from a recent message that might be considered other relevant content. Mm-hmm. Add that clip to the website and encourage members to share it in their social media accounts. You know, something like might say, like, I heard a great message last Sunday that really helped me, and I want to share part of that message with my friends. But yeah. that clip has already been prepared for them to easily send out. I like that. And and by the way, don't you think those clips need to be short? Oh, absolutely. I mean, most people will not listen to a 30- or 40-minute sermon. Well, 
most unbelievers, that is. They're not ready for that. Well, At least I think that's probably true. I agree. True. I think there's, I think our attention spans are just shorter than that even right. believers. Right. And, and can we also say that it's probably not a good idea to share a full online worship service with our friends? I agree. I mean, that would probably not be good shareable content. Why? Because those services are probably too long. I mean, certainly churches should stream their worship services and even archive them online. But as for content that members can share on social media, well, sharing the full worship service might not be so effective. I agree. I mean, we're talking about relevant content. And so whatever is shared needs to be kind of short and really focused to the point. I just think short formats... Uh, you know, in our culture today, they're being consumed. Wouldn't you say that? I would. Um, we're talking about short clips that are maybe five to eight minutes long or even shorter excerpts from things that have that kind of pithy punch statement that grabs attention. And by the way, we might add here that it might not be a good idea to share singing on Sunday morning in those clips. I, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I would enjoy it, but you know, I've, I've been in the Lord for a long time and been in the church for a long time. Right. So unbelievers, I don't know that they would get much out of hearing well, a congregation yeah, sing. That might be distracting to them at this point at this in point. their yep. walk with mm-hmm. God. What we need is something that drills deep into their heart, not something that feels different and they don't know. Okay. Um, in fact, I want to come back and talk with, about that in a minute, but I think we want to use this shareable content that we're talking about, these resources, just to build exposure to the church and the connection. We're not talking about, you know, giving the full meal at this right. point, just the, the exposure and the connection. And the goal for these short clips would be to build exposure and connection, not to lead people to Jesus, you know, at, in one fell swoop. Not in one fell swoop, no. no. Uh-uh. We no. want to develop interest. And by the way, we might add that this content does not need to be and should not be too churchy. Agree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to keep this shareable content relevant to life. It needs to be practical, helpful, down to earth. Again, people who don't know Jesus may not know they need Jesus. They may not know they they need God. Right. Or they may not know they need the church as a community of fellow believers. But they may know that they need help with their marriage or they need help parenting their children mm-hmm. or help handling money or dealing with anxiety or how to be a good neighbor. So, you you know, you want to meet people where they are with an eye to bringing them along in their journey toward God. I think that's a, those are really good uh, suggestions. And I really would encourage church leaders to watch the language that they use and that it's not too churchy. It's not full of words or terminology that People that don't know the Lord don't know yet, because what that does is it tells them they don't get it and they don't belong right away because they can't understand because of the language. They can't understand the message. Stay away from insider language. It's already saying you don't fit Mm -hmm. because they're using insider language or what some might call churchy language. It's not plain. It doesn't connect with with them. And I think we have to be realistic too that we may start further down the road than we want to. We may have to start building trust in how people see the church again. Uh, they may have had some bad experiences and we have to prove ourselves as people worthy of being of listening that we can connect and that is often communicated in how we talk. Uh, 
mainly how we talk and the language that we use. And we're not saying here, honey, are we? We're not saying that we're going to deny that uh, the priority of the church is to proclaim Jesus. Jesus is not churchy. Right. Well, we know our mission is to preach Jesus and proclaim Jesus, but some people are not ready to hear that message yet. And if we can cultivate the soil and help them to become more receptive to the gospel. I think that's something we should do. Well, and if they're struggling with their marriage, you know, there's some tips on how to help their marriage, and Jesus can be part of those tips too. Mm -hmm. But let's move on to a third recommendation that we want to mention, and that is to leverage digital spaces to start building relationships. We talked about the need to build relationships with unbelievers. I think it was in our last podcast, 110, and, and we've often talked about the fact that in most cases, sharing the gospel begins by building relationships. That's just where you start. And that most people become followers of Jesus because they're friends with someone who follows Jesus. So in this recommendation, we just want to encourage church leaders to see their digital spaces as places where they can build relationships with unbelievers. Yes. So, honey, what are some thoughts about how you think you, we can do that digitally? Digitally, well, I'm having a hard yeah. time getting that word out today. <laughs> well, you might remember that just a few years ago, meetups were popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they still are. People with common interests would meet up to pursue their interests together. It could be a literature group that just loved to read, sort of a book club or maybe a group that liked to talk about philosophy or religion, or maybe a group that liked to talk about travel. Right. Uh, a common interest that they share. I remember when you uh, went to a meetup group when we lived in Chicago. I think you guys talked about philosophy, mm-hmm. something that made my eyes bleed a little bit, but you really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of groups that like to meet up and hike together, bike together, try different restaurants. There's all different kinds of things where people meet up. Right. Uh, think about this possibility, church leaders and friends. What, what if your church created some online affinity-based groups, groups that were built around common interests? You might think about what some of your church members are interested in. I don't know. Is it golf? Is it quilting? Maybe it's playing dominoes or other board games. Well, whatever the interest is, then you would start an online interest group based on that common interest. And you would start a Facebook group built around that common interest. We've done this in the church. You know, sometimes we'll have small groups in the church that are based upon an interest that the group shares. But how many churches have built such interest groups where they welcomed outsiders into the group? I like that idea. You know, and then after you start that group, you could invite others from your social media circles to join the group. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this could also be done around the idea of service projects okay. rather than meet up over interest. What if you were to, say, set up a four-week kindness project? You could announce that on Facebook and ask your friends if they would like to join. It could be a group that donates to a food shelter or... There's a challenge to give blood. The point would be to encourage others in your online social media circles to join you for something that is service-oriented. It's real service. Um, And and I guess you might reach out to your Facebook friends. Uh, This might be another idea, maybe four or five of them, and ask them how you might pray for them this week. I like that. There's a lot of neighborhood groups, too, that... um, 
I think we could identify people in a specific neighborhood and put out there say, how, how do you think we're all doing? Do you think there's something that as a community group we could do to help our neighborhood do well? And are there any needs that we have that we can, we can all get together and meet up and do well with, do better? I guess you could, I guess you could chime into your neighborhood app, couldn't you? Uh-huh. And ask if there was a service project or maybe if, if there were some need that uh, you could pray for in, in the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes those neighborhood apps are really big. They cover a lot of territory. Yeah. And if there's a way that you could hone that down a little bit and just focus maybe on a few streets, um, you might be able to really uh, develop some great community and meet some needs served together. Yeah. Interesting ideas. Uh, thinking outside the box. I like that. Uh, anyway, before we close, uh, can we mention two more ideas okay. before we close? First of all, have you ever seen a web page about Jesus on a church's website? Just about Just Jesus. Just about Jesus. I don't know that I have. I don't think I have. I mean, you'll see church websites that state the church's core beliefs. And frankly, I might get on a soapbox here and preach a little bit. Uh-oh, don't do it. I wonder exactly why churches do that. Are they trying to distinguish themselves from other religious groups, maybe from the church down the road? I'm not sure. What it says is if you don't believe these things, you might not belong here. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. And I, I don't know. In Anyway, you see church websites that state the church's core beliefs. You'll see information about when the church gathers for worship and Bible study. But it just occurred to me the other day, have you ever seen churches that try to introduce unbelievers to Jesus on their website? I mean, mm-hmm. he's our message. Yes. Jesus is our message. He's so the core. if someone wanted to know more about Jesus, who he is, what he did, or what makes Jesus so special to this group of people, could they learn that on a web page on your church's website? I think that's something churches need to do. That is a really interesting thought. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I'm kind of sad that I don't remember seeing a church website. Well, we just haven't thought of that. Uh, I think it'd be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Let's introduce people to Jesus on our website. Uh, We'll give them a whole web page. Well, and another thing we might mention is this. We've talked about using digital spaces and social media to introduce people to followers of Jesus and to Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Churches might need to hire a digital specialist to help with that outreach Mm -hmm. to digital spaces. Um, There's so much new in the digital world. Um, I think it almost is a full-time job just trying to keep up with that. And I don't think we can expect staff to do that. And they don't have time. And I think there might need to be a hire in that area. Most churches may not have staff that know know the digital world and know how to create digital. Right. um, And create something that's really good and get that content on there. Some, some way to introduce people to followers of Jesus and Jesus himself. I like that. Yeah. Well, why don't we plan to return to this subject next week? What do you say? Okay. Uh, Some of the ideas that we've shared today are from a lady named Katie Allred. She's the co-founder of Church Communications. She has a blog and a podcast on helping churches increase their digital media reach. And she has some other suggestions that we haven't talked about in this episode. I want to bring those up next time. What do you say? Sure. Don't you appreciate people like her that are going to help us do better in new ways. You bet. Um, Well, hopefully we've encouraged one another in this podcast to use Facebook, YouTube, and all the other social media platforms for reaching new people 
by creating shareable content. So let's come back to this subject next week when once again we will try to answer the question, what can we do to reach new people for the Lord? God bless you this week, friends. 